everybody. Welcome to another episode of, what do we call this? How to be a Texan. How to be a Texan. Welcome to Texas, Kevin. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> That's right. I've been here all week. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are the pianos? Actually, no, I was in I was in Colorado part of the week. Oh, I yeah. love, love Colorado. Yeah. What part? Uh, Denver. Oh, nice. There was some snow on the ground. So nice. You know, this has been a pretty weird winter so far. It right? has. It's like it started out with a bang, and now it's just like kind of fall, springish. Mm-hmm. Weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird. Speaking of weird, Andrew's not here. It is. It is weird. That's why I feel like we're just mumbling along here with no direction. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just talking about the weather. Yeah. We can talk about the weather all day as two old guys. <laughs> hey, but uh, speaking of something weird is the way people say the word P-E-C-A-N. Pecan. You sound like a chicken. Pecan. <laughs> <laughs> Pecan. I so do you, want to ask if you are going to include in the notes for this episode your pecan pie recipe that we've been eating. Yeah. It's amazing. amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to bake a pecan pie. <laughs> a pecan. <laughs> this is amazing. Chocolate bourbon pecan pie. It is. It and is. I don't know if you want to give the backstory on it. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's incredible. So, so I said we should just do a whole episode. Yeah, I think we can go stretch a little bit beyond that. But okay, so here's the backstory. So Mimi made a pecan pie at Thanksgiving. Who's Mimi? Mimi's Amy's mom. Okay, because I don't think we've covered Mimi yet. Yeah, she's she's a good one. So she's Amy's mom. So that's Amy's mom. It's Mimi, and uh, so Mimi made a pecan pie, and I've always called her. Mrs. Wellborn, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you call her whatever I'm you not want. brave enough to call her you, Mimi. You, you, she won't slap you if you call her <laughs> Mimi. But regardless, um, so she, there's nobody else in my fam- my proper family, Amy and the kids, nobody eats pecans or nuts or any of that. I'm the only one. Is it an allergy issue? Or no. Just, they just, just don't like it? No, they're just weird. Yeah, okay. So um, regardless, I've grown up eating pecans and nuts my whole life. I love them. So anyway, Mimi made a great pecan pie for Thanksgiving. And me and Ben's new wife, Taylor, long story, whatever, we're just sitting there shooting a bull with Mimi, and we're like, so you put the pecans on at the end, right? That's how you get this nice top layer of pecans. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Really? Yeah, (laughs) because I'd never baked a pecan pie. Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever made a pie. (laughs) (laughs) And so... I would be shocked if you had. Yeah. So it's just kind of fun. I said, well, okay, science experiment. So the next, whatever, Friday or Saturday, I start looking up and I'm like, what? so what Mimi told me is the pecans rise to the top in the baking process. And that's how that you get this nice crispy coat of pecans on the top. That makes of the pie. a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. It makes it, complete sense. It totally does. Yeah. But I thought, well, no, you just place them on there, and it's Very a lot gently of hard. with a pair of tweezers. <laughs> yeah. you put each individual I'm so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Everybody that ever has cooked, you're saying, Kyle, you're so stupid. <laughs> but I didn't know, and so I did this science experiment. So I looked up. I'm just Googling, and the first two or three recipes that came up, I'm like, no, no, no. And then I got to this one that had some bourbon in there. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be an interesting flavor. Yeah. And the, Oh, and no, it was chocolate chips. Chocolate chips and bourbon, right? Yeah. So I just thought, man, let's give that a go. So I put it all together. Now I cheated because I didn't do the handmade, uh, the homemade uh, pie crust. I totally cheated. 
So I just went to the store and I'm like, oh, there's a graham cracker pre-made pie shell. <laughs> I'll just throw it in there and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sure enough, I made it and uh, I baked it. It took 50 minutes to bake and whatever. It was fun. It was fun. And, and the first step was you get your pecans out and you get the oven to 375 and then you put it in there for about eight to 10 minutes and kind of broil them a little bit to kind mm-hmm. of crisp them up. Yeah. I'd never done that, but that made all the sense in the world. I gave him that kind of crispy whatever. And um, and then I made it, and before I even um, launched into it and started eating it, uh, I was talking to you. I was texting back and forth with you, and you're like, oh, we, we got the, the girls. Uh, his uh, Your girls just turned 17, and we're doing a dessert party or whatever for their friends. Somehow that all came up. Oh, I didn't realize we – I didn't know that was your – and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just made this pie. I don't need it. It was a science experiment. And so I just gave it. I just brought it over. I didn't even try it. So here's what really happened. I think this was like the day after Thanksgiving or the weekend after I, Thanksgiving. I think so. Yeah. I just got a random text from you with no context saying, hey, do you want this pie that yeah. I just made? Because, oh, I'm that's like, right. what are you, what pie? <laughs> this pie I just made. And like, I think it was Kendra and Amy that were yeah, talking. Yeah, I guess they were talking, and, and like, I had no context. We're going to celebrate with a dessert thing, and I'm like, oh, great. I, I love the girls. I'll just give them this pie. Maybe somebody will enjoy that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, we're not home, but if you want to drop it off. And then I'm like, how many pies did you make? Just one. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, you made one pie, and you're giving it away. That's right. I was very suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be laced with X-Lax or something like that. There's <laughs> yeah, like a post-Thanksgiving turkey a, I'm, blow up the toilet I'm not surprise. Above, I'm not above I know. that at all. I know. And then Kendra's like, yeah, you know, he used uh, graham cracker crust too. You know, I know. he was on it. So, so we cut into it and it was the best pie I've ever eaten. I thought you were punking me. So Amy and I, I were... Then I, thought, then I started to think it was a punk. I thought, okay, Kyle picked up a pie <laughs> from, you know, someplace in Highland Park in Dallas yeah. and yeah. trying to pass it off. I didn't know what was going on, but it was I, really good. I didn't either because Amy and I were sitting there watching a movie and you were blowing up my phone texting me, this is really good. And I thought you're totally kidding. And I even thought you're kidding into the next day. But then Amy was texting Kendra and she's, Kendra's like, no, 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 it's really good. And no kidding. Anyway, whatever. So I made another one today just for fun because I wanted to try it. Right. And it's good. Because you didn't actually taste your own pie. No, before. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so bizarre. And, and so I, this morning before church, I got up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make another one. So I made another one and it's, it's good. Yeah, this one, is, this one is really good. It's not as good as your first one. No, I think Your first what, one, I think you... Yeah. Yeah. I was a little more precise with Yeah, I think you improvised a little bit on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I added a little bit too much chocolate chip or whatever. Anyway... But it's still but tasty. But you got to admit, it's a really good pie. It's tasty. And so then, then Amy and I just spent the last hour and a half at the grocery store, which is super fun on a whatever Saturday. So I picked up some real pie crust. So I may make it again with the real pie crust versus nice. graham cracker. Yeah. We'll give that I a shot. I think the graham cracker kind of soaks up the bourbon and stuff. It's there you go. Good. And it, it, you know, my of course, my 16-year-olds were like, we're going to get drunk if we eat your pie, Dad. I'm like, it's got three tablespoons in it, big whoop. It all yeah. kind of cooks out. Right, like, right. It's all good. Do you ground them for even saying the word drunk? <laughs> no, no, I probably should. <laughs> I'll talk that way in my house. Clean yeah. up that language. That's right. So, so anyway, today I thought we'd talk about um, you know, just the word pecan, because in Texas, I think most of us say it pecan. Pecan. That's the way I've always said it, pecan. But others don't necessarily say it that way. I've even heard some people when I was younger who would even have like a B on the front instead of P. Like a pecan? Pecan. Oh. 
Okay. Peace up, pecan pie. <laughs> that sounds like that. What's his face out in West Texas? That would have said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry cowboy. Ferris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferris. He, yeah. Now yeah. at Texaco Station where we hung out, <laughs> has a pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as Kevin sends me this idea, we need to talk about pecans. Uh, I immediately went to the movie when Harry met Sally. It just played in my mind of that hilarious scene that Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are sitting there at that table and they're just shooting the bull and somehow he brings up, I don't know how she didn't laugh her way through this, but yeah. you want to. Yeah, yeah, okay, here's that. I have decided that for the rest of the day, we are going to talk like this. Like this? No, please, to repeat after me. Pepper. <laughs> pepper. 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 <laughs> Waiter, there is too much pepper on my paprikash. <laughs> Waiter, there, there is too, too much, much pepper. pepper. On my paprikash. On my paprikash. But I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. <laughs> oh, no. But I would but, be proud. But I would be proud. To partake. To partake. Of your pecan pie. Of your pecan pie. Pecan pie. Pecan, see. pecan pie. Pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of. The first thing I thought of when you said, hey, how do people say pecan? Right, right. So that's, I think, the northern way that he was saying it. Pecan. Yeah. Pecan. Yeah. Like, like you're peeing in a can. Peeing in a can. Pecan. Yeah, can. All right. That's, that doesn't fly for me. And are there any diphthongs in here? Uh, I don't I don't know. Piacana? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember episode, was that one or two? Uh, when we no, st- it was How to Speak Texan. It was number yeah. four. Yeah. yeah. So if you go back to How to Speak Texan, Kevin taught me the word diphthong. Mm-hmm. And it's this crazy way that you basically slam two syllables into one syllable it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be two syllables yeah now i I don't think i don't think we have that going on here so pecan yeah now i think we're good there so pecan pecan and And then there's pecan pecan i've heard that a lot that's more of the deep south pecan peak it's kind of a hybrid is versus kind of the lofty a pecan pecan yeah because that's how we say it pecan yeah Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting so confused how yeah. I even say a word. Right, right, right. Oh, my gosh. But there's a lot of, you know, it's kind of one of those things where there's a lot of debate over what's the right way to say it. Right. And, of course, the way it's said in Texas is the correct way. Pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you say, how do you say T-O-M-A-T-O? Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> You're not from London. That's so weird. That's a, that's tomato. A mater. Tomato. Now that's one that's weird because you say like a do at the end. I can, I say it tomato. I don't. Yeah, really tomato. Say, I do too. I don't really say tomato. I don't, I don't say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> that's odd. Or tomato. Tomato or yeah, pecan, pecan, pecan. Same thing with potato. It's really a d sound, isn't it? I think so. Potato. 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 No, it, the first one's a T, and then the second T is a D. Potato. Potato. <laughs> and then all my family in Oklahoma, they don't say water; they say water. Water. As double D. Yeah. What about wash? How do they say wash? No, they is don't. It, they don't say. Oklahomans don't say it. Wash. They don't say wash. No. No. No, but I think we get a lot about a lot of that in, the, in Texas. Yeah. No, Tech Shram used to say Washington Redskins. Remember Washington, that? Washington. Yeah. 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 He hated him. Yeah. So anyway, we're way off track here. No, but uh, hey, pecans are a big deal. So so Kevin wouldn't let me write a dissertation on the pecan industry, but <laughs> pecans are they're a big deal here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so they're native growers. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And so most people and and they serve two functions. Guess what those two functions are? 
They, well, obviously produce food, right? Fruit. Okay, the yeah. pecans are, are fruit. Right. Or food, whatever. Fruit, uh, stuff. It's really good wood for smoking uh, brisket. That's an unintended, but that's a bonus. Yeah. It is one of the best woods you can use for barbecue. Okay. You prefer um, that or over an oak or mesquite or something like it that? It depends on what I'm cooking. Like when I did the turkey Thanksgiving, I used pecan for that. Really? Yeah, oak's a little bit stronger flavor. But if I'm going to do a brisket, it would be oak. It oh, would be okay. oak and maybe some pecan mixed in with that. Oh, and then pecan is also uh, closely related to hickory, hickory. also. Oh. So for the Thanksgiving turkey, I actually did a mix of hickory and pecan. Those oh. two work well together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's somehow related. It's part of the family, quote unquote, tree with hickory. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. No, I yeah. didn't know that. So well, what's the other thing that it serves? Like mulch on the ground? No, or No shade. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a terribly great answer, but but when I look up this article, it says there's two main purposes of the the plentiful pecan trees in Texas. I guess shade is really uh, something that is needed a lot in Texas, so you that mer- makes sense. Yeah, you remember uh, you didn't ride? Uh, did you ride that hotter than hell with me that one time when they yeah, wanted, I did they it wanted me to go to the hospital? You left. Oh no, no, that was the first time. That was the first time you did it. <laughs> yeah, they said, "Sir, can, we, can you come over here and we'll put an IV in you because you look like death." Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, there's a story about speaking. That's of shame, why the next year Amy made me do it with you. I didn't do it. I've only done it once. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. I guess we never did it together. She didn't ever allow me to. That's do That's right. She wouldn't let you do it. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. She wouldn't let me go. So I've done it twice. Yeah, I'd like to do it again. You should totally do it again. As an old guy. Yeah, let's do it. But anyway, there's this uh, there's this story that uh, one time hotter than hell is this uh, this bike ride out in Wichita Falls, and it's a hundred mile bike ride. It doesn't have to be hundred. They have multiple routes. Yeah. yeah. So they have a hundred k, and then a hundred, and then I think even a shorter route. Yeah. But I, we did the hundred mile, and there was one year where there was it was so hot, and the route got all jacked up, and there were people stranded. So. There was like a telephone pole, and there were all the riders were standing in the shade of this telephone pole. Of just a single telephone pole. Because uh-huh, it was wow. the only shade around, and they were all standing in that shade to get relief because it was that miserable. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's all I can think yeah, of. Yeah, so shade is a precious commodity in Texas. Well, in the it is that yeah. hot. Yeah. 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 That and makes so, sense. And so they're basically uh, a native tree in most counties in Texas. But the only reason why it's kind of near and dear to my heart, other than this pecan pie that I'm, I'm, I'll be darned, it is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a baker. I mean, what am I? I'm just a chump. So, <laughs> but anyway, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's easy to make. I think and, you should be a baker. I think you've got a talent that you have not really bring it on explored yet. Bring it on. I don't know anything about it, but I like hey, and I sure like the aftermath of it because I like eating all that stuff. Are you clean? I mean, do you wash your hands and stuff before? Pick my nose a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, no, no. I've I've been so trained by these infection control people that I'm, oh, that's right. I'm pretty you're in good. Okay. I'm pretty good about that. Yeah, you're good. I don't wear gloves. I think that's weird. Yeah, but I also don't like handle it all and all. You know, mush yeah. it all up. But my, I don't do that. That's, I only that's I gross. wear gloves if I'm doing raw meat. Well, that's I, I'll different. Do that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's different. But I'm mixing it up with spoons and machines yeah. and whatnot. It's all good. Yeah. But the reason why pecans are near and dear to me because I feel like I've just spent so many, I feel like hundreds of thousands of hours doing pecan business. Because, again, I've talked to about my grandparents' place. So this is South Central Oklahoma, but it, it's really the same. I mean, it's basically a continuation of Texas. There are pecan trees everywhere. And, and up at our place in, in South Central Oklahoma, 
Uh, my grandparents had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pecan trees. And that was a pretty good industry for them where they would sell some, but they would harvest as much as possible. And uh, the way that we would harvest it is, I mean, literally our family about this time of the year, we'd get out there on our hands and knees and be filling up what call, I don't know why we call them toe sacks, but you call these, you fill up these toe sacks full of pecans and then you sell some, it's kind of like the Brahms thing, or I'm sorry, the uh, Bluebell thing, where we say we eat eat as much as we can and sell the rest. Mm-hmm. That's literally the same thing that we did with the pecans. Mm-hmm. Because we would we would get hundreds and hundreds. Did you of, say Brahms or Bluebell? I did say Brahms at first, and then <laughs> okay. I corrected oh, you cor- okay, it. Okay, I corrected it. it. Yeah, I don't know. We drove by Brahms the other day, and it just made me hungry, but uh, I didn't stop. I wish Brahms was from Texas. I looked it up. They didn't start. I think they started in Oklahoma, actually. Well, they're good. Yeah. They're good. We didn't mention Brahms the other day, but they're not as commercial. They're more of a restaurant. With ice cream and milkshakes mm-hmm. and all that. Not right. necessarily, you know, we make Bluebell ice cream and then that's what we sell mm-hmm. like like they do. Man, that's good. Um, but anyway, I just spent, golly, I spent so much. Did I ever tell you that story about that bull uh, that I was on my hands and knees as probably a 10-year-old and I was crawling around and this great big old bull just kind of sidled up right, behind, right by me and over me, Mm-mm. just kind of eating its grass and whatever. And I'd never been that nervous in my life because here's a, 2,500 pound bull. Remember grandma and grandpa would only have, they would have one bull at a time for a while until that bull would get old and it would service their 25 to 30 heifers. And then, uh, they'd get a second bull and the second bull would be like four years old. And then it would take on the old bull and they'd fight. And the, the four year old eventually would beat the crap out of the old bull An old bull would basically hobble around and then just die. I mean, it was so <laughs> sad. It was so sad. But anyway, this was a fully, this was like a bull in its prime. And I'm 10 years old on the ground, just crawling around hands and knees, filling up this toe sack full of pecans. And it just kind of idled up next to me and was just eating its grass. And it, it wasn't aggressive, but oh my gosh, scared me to death. <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's the story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the way we do it nowadays, those professional pecan people, have you seen the way they do it? It's amazing Mm-mm. how they harvest pecans. Mm-mm. I got how do a, they do it? I got a buddy, uh, Mark and John, and they, I've talked about Mark before, and I just had lunch with him Friday. He says, hey. Um, and, and they have professionals come out. Is he the out. one that, he says hey to me? Yeah, he said hey. Who? He doesn't know you. Oh. Whatever. I but, thought maybe he was the one that, you know, called me insane on the Houston episode. No, no, no. That's Dr. Middlebrook. Oh, okay. No, no. He he still thinks you're nuts. But regardless. <laughs> so Mar- He's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Mark and Johnny, they have these professionals come out to their place in uh, in Bridgeport. And, and what they do is these pros will come out. They come and they clean all the ground out before. Mm-hmm. And so they basically mow and clear all the ground around these big pecan trees. And then they'll come and they'll basically clear out a canopy up to eight feet so the machines can get in there. And then they bring in the machines and it looks like a big kind of belt shaker. They'll wrap it around this and it's it's, ma- it's like a, just shaking the trees, shaking all the pecans out of the trees. It's as heavy as a tank. Hmm. And it puts these bands around the tree and it shakes the holy crap out of that tree. And then they'll bring this kind of harvester behind it and it'll come and it'll grab up all that stuff. And then as it sorts through that, it sorts all the twigs and leaves and whatever and gives you the full pure pecans. Mm-hmm. And you generally do that on a 60-40-70-30 split wow. where you get the minority of the share of what's sold at market. Wow. Even though it's your pecan tree. That's crazy. Isn't that sad? Well, 
But true. They're doing a lot of work. A lot of work. So then what is the... So there you go. Leading up to that part, how much work is involved in it? Is there well, there's much? A, there's a hot bucket of nothing. There's nothing mm-hmm. to do other than let God kind of grow up pecans. And I'll tell you the other thing. Pecan trees are very contrary. And so what what the old farmers will tell you, because we've got a cabillion. we still got some of that land up in Oklahoma. We've got a cabillion. Matter of fact, I was up there deer hunting, what, two weeks ago? And uh, we were going around, and this was one of these real heavy pecan years where – you know, about they say about every third year you're going to get a massive crop, mm-hmm. and then the other years you're not. You know, like two out of three years you're going to get crap, and then the third year it's going to be just this bogus year. Now the pros know how to do it, where they spray the worming stuff and they keep the worms out and they fertilize so that the trees grow and whatever. And uh, and then there's even a way to influence the size of your. They call them paper shell pecans because. They're real uh, easy to break. I say that. You still need a, basically a pair of nutcrackers, <laughs> which is an odd term in itself. <laughs> but regardless, those nutcrackers get through that paper shell. And you can grow. They say that the, the size of the actual nut uh, is a reflection of the number of leaves per nut. And you can grow with fertilizer more leaves per nut to get a bigger yield on your nut. How do you like that? Mm, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And you know, you know what the uh, impact to Texas is of how much we sell as far as millions of pounds of pecans per year? How much? I have no idea, but that's a good one. I bet it's a lot. (laughs) You know that Texas is the second leading producer of pecans behind what state? Georgia. How'd you know that? Man, that's a good one. I do do a little bit of research. (laughs) Now, the, uh, the Pecan Association is based in Georgia. Oh, I didn't know that. And so that's why they feel like they have a stronger claim for their pronunciation of the word pecan. How do they say it? Uh, They say pecan. 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 It's not pecan, but it's pecan. So Georgia calls it pecan. Pecan. Well, that's why they're Georgians. Yeah. But, I mean, they produce all the pecans, so they're like, you know. But but our fallback is always, well, you know. Let me just. We're let, from Texas, so let, we're right. Let me just rip on Georgia for just a yeah. little bit. All right, so Atlanta in particular. So, Atlanta, I've spent quite a bit of time there working. Have you ever gone there? Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a, I, one of my least favorite places to go. And and it's a fine town. You know, the Braves are I mean, fine I put it right up there with Houston. Okay. Well, I, I think I'll put it up. I think I'll put it well above Houston as far as annoyance factor. <laughs> the uh, the people in Georgia are fine. I mean, I, I got no problem. They're nice people. The traffic there is just insane. It's, it's, it's like ins- Los Angeles. It's insane, but yeah. here's what gets me, is their, their fixation on the peach. And they're so proud of those stupid peaches. And granted, they're great. But every street in Atlanta is called Peachtree. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're going north, south, east, west, or cattywampus. They're all called Peachtree. We'll go down to Peachtree and take Which a right, one? and then go down to Peachtree and take Peachtree a Peachtree Place, Peachtree Street, Peachtree <laughs> Avenue. It's the dumbest thing in the world. There's no sense to it, and it drives me. It makes me want to just not like Atlanta at all. So there you go. Wow, that's me ripping. You were on. so pat- we I'm should very, do a episode very- on uh, peaches because you know. Well, Texas has a lot of those. Then you could rip on Atlanta some more in that episode. Well, I'll admit, I've had Georgia peaches, and they are good. Yeah? You know, Texas peaches are good, too. 
but we, you know, we, I think they're a little more sketch, a little more spotty. Hmm. We get a lot of peaches here, though. You know, I've got a peach tree over at the house that I've been growing for about four years. I used to have one. And you know what happened? Took it we, out. We had a big storm. I remember that. I told you not to. I know. God, sucker. Took it out. Sucker was nice. I was afraid our horses would, like, swallow peaches and die. No, they wouldn't colic on that, I don't think. I don't know. I, I didn't research know. it. I just cut it down. <laughs> I remember. I'm like, no, cut it out. Oh, it's down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That's pecan. So, hey, when y'all say it, say it pecan like a Texan and be proud. Don't say it some stupid way like pecan or, or whatever. Pecan. Now, there is one. Uh, this is called laughingsquid.com. Okay. And this has a whiteboard session on how to say pecan. Oh, I'd okay. like to I'm hear not, that. I'm not going to go through that, but people okay. can look it up. Okay. But this is the basic idea is that the reason there are so many different ways to say it is because the word came from the French. French. Right? So it's not really an English word. It's no. a French word. And so then... Once you kind of pick that up across different parts of the states, then it kind of gets kind of, you know, mangled a bit. Texas was under a French colony for a while. So, you know, that's probably where we got our pronunciation. So, I did find how the French say it. Let me play this audio clip real quick and see what... Uh... Pecan. Pecan. Even Siri says it right. No, this is how they say it in France. Pecan? Yeah, I just looked it up. This is a website. Maker Pecan. Makes it- Pecan. 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 So the French, let's see, there you go. Yeah. French know what they're doing. Texas was a French, you know, French colony. Hey, it's one of the six flags. Yeah. Vive la France. In Can Lu- you speak French at all? In Louisiana, they say it like this. Pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Because they were also French colonies. So yeah. I, I really think we've got the right way to say it. And all this other pecan, pecan is just... But the interesting thing about that whiteboard session is mm-hmm. he does say that in French... This is not a diphthong thing, but it is interesting. In French, they emphasize the second syllable, which is what we're doing. We're saying pecan. Mm-hmm. But in English, most words emphasize the first syllable. Oh. By default. All right. And so his theory is that's why certain parts of the U.S. that are trying to take a French word and learn how to say it end up emphasizing the wrong syllable and saying something like pecan oh, instead baby. of pecan. Silly. So there you go. That's another reason why I like those Cajuns so much, because they speak just like we do, except in a very different way. Well, they kick it up a notch, too, though. Man, I love it. Oh, boy, I tell you what. (laughs) I do do love that. I love all that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh, I love it. All right, well, good. Well, hey, thanks for listening to our fantastic episode around pecans. And how to pronounce the word? Well, yeah, I just told you. Pecan. Say, say a pecan. Pecan. Say now. Say it in your car as you're driving around. Say pecan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of hard to do. Pecan. 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 <laughs> That's annoying, kind of. All right. Anyway. Any ranch updates? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I got a big one. Uh, so Caroline got in a wreck Friday night. I heard. Yeah, it was a big one. So my daughter, who's a freshman at Tarleton, she got in a big wreck. And uh, uh, by God's grace, she and the horses were fine. Uh, now, she's sore as all get out right now, but Big Red's totaled. So she was coming back from a barrel race and by herself from, I don't know, it was like Alvarado to Stephenville. 
and we were just coming back from the high school football game, mm-hmm. and uh, down in Waco, and our our little Argyle just got hammered in the state quarterfinals. Gosh, that was a Whew, that got hammered. They looked just like the Dallas Cowboys that night. Worse, <laughs> and that's Worse. not a compliment no, these days. No, go Texans. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Go Texans. So uh, anyway, so Caroline was coming back, and I talked to her on the phone just before that, and then, but I saw I've got this little Life three hundred and sixty thing, and it shows up on my phone, and it'll say Caroline just finished a whatever at whatever time, you know, however many mile ride finish, and it 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 looked weird. It just popped up on my phone. I saw it. Normally, I don't even pay attention to that stuff, but I called her. I'm like, hey, what just happened? She's crying and whatever, and so you um, could tell on the on. The app that it she told, had an accident? No, 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 not at all. It just told me because I was ready for her to be driving for another 60, 80 miles. And it said, Caroline just finished a 14-mile oh, ride at this I speed. See. Gotcha. And I'm like, that's not right. And I, I pulled it up, and I just called her. I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? And I'm sure enough, it was seconds after it happened. And these hot dogs were uh, in front of her, and they had uh, two guys had stopped real quick, just dead stopped on the highway. And then there was a, a young lady in a Ford F-150 just in front of Caroline, and she hit the car, and then Caroline was in her uh, three-quarter ton diesel ram, and then with the 10,000-pound trailer and two horses in it. And, um, she, I mean, she couldn't stop. She had three options. She had said, go into oncoming traffic, go off on a 45-degree ditch into a deep, deep ditch where she would have for sure died, either mm-hmm. one of those two options. Or hit the car in front of her, mm-hmm. and she hit the car in front. Yeah, of her. Right. She stopped as best she could, and again, God's grace uh, that she's safe. But um, in the trooper, I talked to. Did the she trooper. get hit from behind also? No, they were able to stop. So it was other other trucks and cars behind her. But of course, they didn't have. So that's fourteen thousand uh, pounds of payload that Caroline had. Mm-hmm. They can stop quicker than she can. Right, of course. And she went full to the floor with the brakes. And what happened was she did hit the. Uh, well, thank goodness. She didn't get hit from behind, too. No, because that would have killed that would have killed the horses. Yeah. So it looks like what happened was um, the ball held on a, on the uh, what do you call that? It's not a trailer hitch. It's uh, the fifth wheel. Yeah, the fifth wheel hitch. Yeah. I can't remember why. I don't know why I can't think of that name. But regardless, that held the ball held instead of shearing with that force, and it should. The trooper said he says ninety nine out of hundred. I see that ball shear. And, and the trailer goes through the cab and kills the, the driver. Mm. And instead of doing that, what happened was the trailer itself did probably a 30-degree bend in the actual steel of the— and I so saw it, a picture of that. Yeah. And it's still connected to that ball in the bed of the truck, but it's just bent over. The metal bent, and it that didn't— That's crazy. And so, again, it's God's grace that Carolina and those yeah. horses are alive. So I think Harper would Har- Harper was a front horse and is a three-horse slant. And so Harper slammed up against the, the front, wow. and she's okay. Both the horses are okay. And I think Scout, what happened, she was the second horse. And so she had uh, she must have fallen back on her butt because she had shavings on her, on her butt. But then she got back up and was okay. And then sure enough, uh, these other uh, ladies that had been riding – at the barrel race there, and they were going back to Stephenville too. They pulled off and stopped. And uh, so I had all them on speaker with me, and I had four boys in the back of my car, and I'm hauling to try to get either to her or figure out how to get to her or whatever. And uh, these just real calm, uh, and these are were older women uh, that were, you know, cowgirls, and they were saying, no, here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave these horses uh, in the trailer, 
and uh, you know, because it's a busy highway, and we want them to stay calm and all that. Mm-hmm. So it it was, you know, it was it was emotional, but it was good. And so now we just get to deal with the aftermath. So of course I went. Oh, funny update. Uh, go back and listen to our motel episode because I uh, I have a real disdain, even though an appreciation, but a disdain for uh, pubic hair motels. <laughs> and uh, and so I get to Caroline, I get to where she and see she had this uh, very very sweet uh, friend who came immediately and got her and the horses. Just unbelievable young man uh, that I owe an eternal gratitude to. But he came and got her and the horses and all that. And then so I he, just, did he put them in a different trailer? And he came with his trailer, got her and Scout and Harper, and uh, they were very calm throughout. The state trooper that was there with the DPS was amazing. I talked to him. He kept it calm the whole way. He got a tow truck to come. They couldn't get the truck and trailer separated. So I talked to the tow driver, and he even was, it was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. So he got it all hooked up together to his big, strong truck. He drug the whole thing to his tow lot. Wow. Connected. And so that's where it sits right now, behind lock and key, so that I can start working on insurance and all this other business. But that, but Big Red's to, it's totaled. It's, wow. Big Red's totaled, and I think we can I'll, – I'll just figure out if we can recoup that trailer. But right. that's a, it was a nice trailer. Too. Man, golly. So, yeah. So, anyway, back to my motel thing. Close call. So, so I get I get to Stephenville, and, you know, it, it's uh, it it's uh, whatever time in the morning. And, um, I don't know, 2 in the morning. And, uh, you know, we got her to bed and all that. And so I, uh, I'm i like, well, there's Motel 6 right down the road. <laughs> so I stayed in Motel 6 for a few hours, and, uh, and it was fine. They leave the light on for you? They left the light on. <laughs> Tom Bodette. They Tom did. Tom Bodette left now, the light on Now, for Tom you. wasn't there, but the young lady that took care of me, she was extremely efficient. She's like, it's $57, and and I paid it gladly, and I had a clean bed and a shower. And- 55 or 57 without pubic hair, right? <laughs> I'll choose the $2 57 <laughs> Yeah, for the vacuuming. Thank you very much, Tom. So. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, scary ranch update, but uh, that's uh, Caroline and is home safely after. And then, gosh, she's tough as a boot. She went in the next morning, and I believe she's got a mild concussion. I mm-hmm. believe she does. But uh, she went in and talked to her professor because she had a final at 1030 the next morning. And, and now it's another question about why was she out the night before the barrel race before a final. But whatever. that's uh, We all make our choices. So... Um, she went to the final. The professor said, you can either take it or not. You can take it Monday or Tuesday. I mean, with, if you got a head injury, what good is it going to do delaying it 72 hours? I mean, that takes a while to get over a concussion. But regardless, she took it and made an A in the class. Oh, great. I mean, how tough is that? Wow, that's amazing. And then I, I loaded her and the two horses up, and we got her back to Argyle. Wow, what a miracle. It is a miracle. Dude, I was worried sick. Yeah, Caroline's yeah. like one of my own, man. I, I felt bad that I couldn't get out there and yeah, help pre- out, but I pre- appreciate the offer, and then appreciate the offer from all you other uh, f- friends that have had offered. Because uh, I had several of you come out and say, "Hey, two a.m., three a.m., whatever, I'll mm-hmm. come out there for you." I appreciate yeah. that. But God's grace, they're they're good. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, hey, thank you all for listening to another ep- episode of uh, our podcast on how to how to say pecan pecan. All right, y'all take care. Look us up on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and a bunch of other places out there. Leave us a review. Adios. Bye.